Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Networks. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Hello, everyone. I'm really excited to have as my guest today author, speaker, and internationally known and respected professional certified dating coach extraordinaire, Marnie Batista. I'm your host, Jan Jaffe. Welcome to Your Best Life. For any of our first-time listeners, a little about myself. I enjoyed a successful international career as an opera and concert singer and voice and master class teacher that was prematurely cut short by two traumatic brain injuries and a lengthy recovery that completely altered my life. I lost language for six weeks, and it was four months before I was able to walk with the aid of a walker. I earned my bachelor's and master's degrees from Northwestern University, am a multi-credentialed certified life leadership, well-being, and career performance coach from IPEC, the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching, and I'm the owner of Forward to Success. I'm dedicated to helping professionals and performing artists, especially opera singers, realize and manifest their highest potential in every aspect of their lives and careers. And for more information, please feel free to contact me at info at forwardtosuccess.com. As the founder of Dating with Dignity and with more than 25 years of personal relationship and dating experience, Marnie Batista has dated, was married for 17 years, divorced, and then successfully dated again and married in the 21st century. She has undergone professional training in dating and relationship coaching, as well as training in the core energy coaching process from the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching, IPEC. Marnie also has extensive training as a facilitator with the Hoffman Institute, one of the world's foremost organizations in personal development. A guest co-host on Dr. Drew Pinsky's Loveline show, Marnie was called LA's best dating coach after her appearance on On Air with Ryan Seacrest. More importantly, as a divorcee for more than five years, Marnie truly understands what it feels like to be lonely and sick of wasting time on dates with men that go nowhere. A woman who is not your mother, best friend, or therapist, Marnie is the professional relationship and dating expert who will stand behind you to provide love, compassion, support, and honest guidance as you embark on one of the most important, fulfilling adventures in your life. I'm so excited and honored to have Marnie Batista as my guest on today's show. Welcome, Marnie. Hi, thank you for such a lovely introduction. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I am just absolutely delighted to have you. The number here is 646 
716-913-9397. We welcome your calls, questions, comments, and contribution to the discussion. We love your participation. The number again is 646-716-9397. Uh, Marnie, I would love if you'd share with our audience just a little bit about what brought you into coaching in the first place, and specifically as a dating and relationship coach. Well, you know, they say we teach what we need to learn. So um, <laughs> I think I had a broken picker at a very young age. You know, uh, even when I was in high school, you know, I picked up a guy who was in college who um, had some addiction problems. He cheated on me. And, you know, I just had this thing. I mean, you know, if you break it down in a simple way, it was for the the bad boys. So when I finally met what I thought was a great guy in college when I was about 19, and he actually, not only did he like me, but, you know, he asked me out on like a second and third date. I was in. Um, it didn't matter anything about who he was or his values. I just was so happy to, you know, have a boyfriend. And so I was married to that man for 17 years. And during that entire relationship, I felt, um, broken. I felt like there was nothing I could do to get the love that I so desperately wanted. And we had three kids and the marriage ended in a divorce. And, you know, I figured the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else, right? <laughs> so I just went out there, you know, I met someone else. He was like a better looking younger version of my ex-husband. And after that ended, you know, he cheated on me. I finally realized, you know, the one common denominator in all of these relationships is me, and I have three daughters. I was like, the universe is doing something crazy here. It really, my kids became my why. And it was at that moment that I, I really started to look at what it does it take to really create true love and figured out my formula for finding love and worked it, lived it, met uh, the man who's now my husband after five years of dating and it just became my passion to try and save women from one extra day of that heartbreak and heartache of believing that they're not lovable or worth it. And that was the, the impetus that really got me into putting this formula down on paper, teaching it to other women. And now we know that it's successful. It's uh, been repeated over and over again by women of all ages, shapes, and sizes all over the world. So we are very happy to uh, be changing lives and creating love. Oh, wow, what a great story. And, you know, and I thank you for sharing that with us. And what I noticed um, was that you said broken twice. Uh, you talked about a broken picker, and you, felt that you said that you felt that you were broken, and that's so mm -hmm. common with women about feeling that something is broken in them. So it's so wonderful that, you know, we have you here today, and we're going to delve into all of this. So, um, you know, I'm curious, as a dating expert, what would you say are um, some of the most common dating patterns that men and women have and, you know, one of the most common destructive dating patterns that men and women have? And what, if any, are the best ways to break these patterns, these destructive pattern, patterns? I think that, you know, for women, the, the pattern is that, they don't believe that they are uh, lovable, you know, that they're capable of love in a very unconscious, you know, deep sort of a way. And so they attract men who will give evidence that their deepest fears are true. 
men who are emotionally unavailable, men who disappear. Uh, they're in relationships with men who don't have the emotional capacity to, to love, and they perpetuate it. And so we get stuck in what we call romantic ruts, reliving our patterns again and again. And again, at that unconscious level, we're like, see, I'm right. We get to be right. Um, mm-hmm. And and we collect evidence throughout our life. And it's the stories and the beliefs that we have in our mind about ourselves, dating men, love relationships, um, that we carry through. And if we don't break this pattern, we will continue to create the same result again and again and again. Absolutely. And I, you know, what you're referring to, what it sounds like is the law of attraction working against us, um, going along with, as we actually embody those limiting beliefs or um, assumptions from, you know, that we've grown up with. And so that we're, we're, as you use this wonderful word, leaking, we are, that is is on us in a sense. That is what we are putting out there, whether we're aware of it or not, and then we attract that. So the way that we're showing up is what we is the energy we're putting out there, and we are attracting those negative things that we believe about ourselves, whether it's because of our childhoods or upbringings or, or events in our lives. So we are attracting those kinds of people into our lives. And um, I just want to say that Marnie has um, a book that just came out, Becoming Irresistible, her newest book. And uh, for any of the listeners, there is a free download that Marnie is offering. The link is in the show description. I absolutely recommend that everybody take advantage of this. I read it last night, and it is so much of what Marnie has, has mentioned is in the book, and there are so many very, very helpful uh, so much helpful information in there. So that's my little plug for this fantastic free gift. <laughs> that's a fabulous you. free thank gift. So yes. Oh, I, thank I mean, you. You know what's really interesting about this? So we, we, whether you're down with the law of attraction or you're not, you know, and I want to be really specific about the pattern. That's like the big overarching pattern. But what happens is that we learn a bunch of skills that are emotional intelligence um, Errors. Let's just call them that. Meaning that we don't know how to communicate. Um, we walk around, you know, with boxing gloves on, afraid to show our vulnerability. Uh, we live through shame, and we don't have any resilience on how to cope with um, the ups and downs of, of life, especially dating, because you know, it's invitation for disappointment. Really, you're putting your heart literally out there. And so, what is interesting is that the the sort of toxic ash of that romantic rut are are barriers to our own emotional health and as women you know we are hardwired to want connection as humans we're hardwired to want connection and so we are setting ourselves up you know to really repel that which we really want so desperately and so I, I just wanted to point that out because you can look at the big global picture of our patterns, but if you really look at what barriers you put up to keep yourself safe um, and the lack of sort of emotional intelligence and skills because our mothers didn't teach us this, you know, mm-hmm. we're, talking about, we're talking about breaking patterns that aren't only going to impact your dating life, but they're going to impact your, your 
career. They're going to impact your family relationships, your parenting relationships, your friendships, really all relationships. Absolutely. It will impact how you relate to people, how you relate to events, uh, how you view the world. So um, it, this is such incredibly helpful information. It is life-transforming, yes? Yes, absolutely. So I'm curious, is there um, a secret that you would say um, to becoming irresistible that women might find counterintuitive? Yes, and uh, so most women, and it's really interesting, we just had a, um, a big event, we have like 150 people in the room, and we have what we call our man panel, and so we have these eligible bachelors and some men that are in really healthy relationships, and, you know, we spent a day and a half talking about self-worth and self-confidence, and they're like, yes, you know, like, I'm an empowered woman, and then the men come up there, they go to the mics, and the questions they start asking look like, how do I get a man to, when, when should I sleep with a man so that he, you know, everything is directed to the circumstance. How can I get a man to love accept me, right? And that's how we operate. You know, I've got to wear the right dress. I've got to have the right, you know, a, a hair. I've got to have less wrinkles and a lifted butt. I mean, you know, you really <laughs> look at the external. And so what, what really is the key to becoming irresistible is the secret is that, it's all coming from the inside, right? Like the, the secret is is that as women, it doesn't matter what we look like, how old we are, how many wrinkles, the size of our butt, um, you know, what, what we think men will like. We don't have to bend ourselves into a pretzel, you know, to, to be in a relationship. And so really understanding the secret, you're at the cause of your effect. You have the power to create what it is that you want with your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, your values, living in integrity to those. And women just get so far away from what's so simple and the most easy thing to impact, which is, you know, the inner landscape of our mind and our soul. And if women knew that secret, if they lived that secret, if that's where they put their attention, they would get to the destination so much more quickly. Absolutely. And it sounds like what you're referring to is, uh, you know, is self-love and being the best version of yourselves, of ourselves. Is that, is that, um, was that what you're saying? It, it really is because that's what, um, you know, men are attracted to. I was just reading about some research that was done and, um, they asked, uh, you know, women, what's the, what are some of the most common thoughts you think about during sex? And these women, they were all ages, they were like, do I look fat? Okay, so this is what they're thinking. And mm -hmm. they did this research, and there were men in the room, and the men were, like, horrified. They were like, that's <laughs> what you're thinking about? We don't care. What we're thinking about is, you know, am I good enough? Am I pleasing her? Am I worthy of her? Um, and it's just this, this dynamic, this, this missing piece that – if we can focus on the skills required to create connection, <laughs> you know, um, mm. that's what's going to create a loving relationship. That, you know, as, as people, it's so easy to just focus on the things that we think we can change or shift um, what seems like easier. Like easier to, you know, get some Botox. It's easier to suck your stomach in. It's easier to. And so, yeah, it's really about... Um, self-confidence and self-worth because men are attracted 
to that, it's just so simple. We interview men. We do our man panels. We've been doing them for years. Um, and women ask the same questions and the same answers. You know, we are attracted to women who are confident and who know what they want, who um, whose actions match that confidence, their words match that confidence. That is what inspires a man to think, wow, I, I want her to think, you know, I'm worthy of her. You know, they, that's, that's perpetually irresistible. Um, that's what keeps a man attracted and connected to you for the long term. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I find that a lot of women are, they, they're unsure, uncertain about what confidence is. And to me, and I'm curious to know what you think about this, um, it's all related or it's all connected to authenticity and self-acceptance. And, you know, people ask, what is authenticity? And to me, anyway, it's about recognizing and celebrating your own uniqueness while always working at being the best possible version of yourself, but realizing and recognizing that we each sachet to our own individual drummer. Absolutely. And and that's, uh, there's a researcher named Kristen Neff who does a body of work uh, on the difference between self-esteem and self-worth, right? And self-worth is, is really the the heart and soul of, you know, confidence. And self-esteem, and a lot of us are um, raised on on self-esteem, you know, right? Like our mm-hmm. worthiness is based on our results. I have good self-esteem if that guy called me, if I make enough money, if, you know, right. if, if, if. And self-worth is really about self-compassion. And when you're really living in self-compassion, it, it's exactly what you said, Jan. It's, you know, I love myself the way I am, and I can accept my flaws and, and failures, knowing that that is just common to humanity. And I'm of that. I'm no, I'm no different. I'm no special person, right? Who like has to be perfect. And really living that on a daily basis, you know, like loving ourselves in the way we talk to ourselves and the way we treat ourselves, and being able to be in that upward spiral because that, that's what life is. Wow, that is I just love what you said there and and the difference between uh self-worth or self-esteem, uh self-worth and self-esteem and you know, I think and and what you just described too about this acceptance and accepting ourselves for who we are rather than based on what we've achieved or you know, the if factor um explains a little bit about why as you know, as we age we are more uh, comfortable in our own skin because maybe we've been through more in our lives or we started to get a few wrinkles. And um, so these are the you know, sort of things that um, make it a little easier for us to accept ourselves. And I think that, and as you're saying, the sooner we can do that, the better. And the more love we have for ourselves, the more love we can give out and receive as well, and be more open and more receiving um, as as women, which is so important for us as women. Is that not so? Oh yeah, no, it's so it's so important. And the research shows actually in the studies they've done around self worth versus self esteem that couples that report that both partners have self worth and self compassion are dramatically more successful in than those relationships in which the partners say they have self esteem. Um, it, it's a huge contribution towards um, 
connection, intimacy, all of those things that make a relationship really thrive. So it makes sense that you have to have those things really develop uh, prior to being in relationship. I heard someone say over the weekend, um, uh, you know, if you have, if you're building castles in the air, you know, if you have this dream that you want to have this amazing relationship, you have to have the foundation underneath, right? Or else that castle, it's, it's a castle in the air, right? You have to build the foundation. So really important for women, again, to focus in on, you know, wow, um, do I have a great sense of self-worth and self-compassion? And, and, and I love this little twist. Am I being the person I want to attract? We want That's all these things true. in our partner. Like, are we being those things? I, I love that conversation, you and I have it with, with my clients and students. And it's, it's really mind-blowing, you know, when they're like, oh, my list is really long, but when I look at that list, what am I doing on a consistent daily basis? That is so true, so true. And it's, you know, about being and embodying this person, that the, of the character of the kind of person that we want to attract. So that is, that is huge. And I'm, I'm curious about something else. This is this uh, comes up a lot um, when someone's been, you know, hasn't dated for a while, and um, and they want to start dating again. But and also um, the the you know when a woman is older, if there's an you know is there an upper age limit when it comes to your advice for women, or does it need to be altered a bit for older people? So I guess that's I've just stacked two questions there. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm so glad you asked that question because the answer is unequivocally no. Um, we 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 have clients. In fact, more than ever, um, I had a woman who came to me last July. She came to an event I did, and uh, you know she was interested in in doing some coaching. And she came to the back of the room and she was like, "Look, I'm 72 years old. Like I've never been married. I've never been in a relationship that's lasted. You know." I, I grew up in the military. I got some deep, bad stuff in my past. Is it too late for me? And I was like, no, Beth, it is not too late for you. And she really, you know, followed the system, followed the formula, and um, she met this amazing guy. Uh, she runs a bed and breakfast. He was returning a key. His sister was a guest in her bed and breakfast. He walked in to return the key, and she was like, if I wouldn't have figured out that one thing, that I am the creator of my results, that I have access now to my femininity. When he walked in the door, she would have just kept her eyes down, taken the keys and said, thank you. And instead she looked up and gave him a big smile and now they're in this amazing relationship. And I have a client that I work with who's 95, you know, who's um, in this amazing relationship with a younger man. She's like very excited. He's in his 80s. Um, it doesn't matter how old you are. It really doesn't. It's never too late. Wow, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's wonderful to hear. That gives everybody, I mean, all of us over a certain age, you know, quite a bit more hope. That's wonderful. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> um, so it's interesting because you you mention your system, and I know you're not talking about the rules. Um, no. They're, uh, <laughs> yes. And um, I also hear you mention, and you've talked, I've heard you talk about uh, for a long time, the sexy alpha female. 
So and be and our feminine energy. So I I wonder if you wouldn't mind just um, elaborating a little bit on that for our listening audience. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that um, there's a lot of gender confusion uh, mm. in, in our society right now. You know, um, we hear men talk about all the time. You know, women want men to be chivalrous, but to, today, if you ask a woman, you know, for her phone number. Or you, you, a guy says, you know, I'd love to pick you up. What's your address? You know, he's a stalker. You know, <laughs> he's crazy. There was a fabulous movie that came out last summer called Trainwreck. And, you know, go on YouTube and Google the, the clip because, you know, she's like, oh, my God, he just called me. He must be crazy. You know, her friend's like, I, oh, my God, he just went out with him last night. He might be a stalker. Call the police. You know, and it's like <laughs> men are confused. They're so confused. So um, men are confused. We want men to be strong, to be alpha, to be uh, providers, to be very masculine, yet we want them to be emotional, and we want them to have a high level of communication and openness. And yet when a man does that, a woman, you know, criticizes him for being weak. So men are just so confused, you know, in in their, their own role of being masculine. Women... Learn, have learned over the years, you know, it's great that we have the whole feminist movement, but as a result, we've almost gone in the opposite direction. So women have learned that their femininity, their assets of being emotional, of being highly um, intuitive, of being sensitive, of being nurturing, you know, we've learned those that those are actually, you know, a pain in the butt, you know. And so we have adopted all these masculine traits. And as we spoke about earlier, what do we do? We achieve. And when we achieve, we get validation, so we build that thing called self-esteem. Um, and in order for there to be attraction, there has to be polarity. And so when women are very connected to their masculine, um, and then they say they want a very strong alpha guy, but when he's actually showing his feminine side, you know, they get turned off, there's no polarity. And... So what we sort of have said at Dating with Dignity is let's create a new paradigm. And that new paradigm is we want to be sexy alpha femmes, meaning that we know that we have our masculine alpha side and it serves us in a lot of areas in our life. And let's not forget that we are biologically born as women. So how can we dig deep and recover that part of ourselves that is feminine, that is connected, that is vulnerable, that is nurturing, that is, that is open? And then how can we be attracted and how can we encourage our men to be, you know, modern alpha males, right? That they also have that blend of masculine and feminine energy and that we support men who are vulnerable instead of shaming them. Um, and and it's really a new, it's like a brave new world out there. Um, it's like we're all living in a foreign country and we don't speak the language. And it's it's interesting and it requires navigating through relationship and dating in a completely different way and being open to creating relationships and dating paradigms that are brand new for a different time and it's it's uncomfortable absolutely and you know thank you for for explaining that um there's a co- I have a couple questions one of them is okay so how would you then define when you talk about women and their masculine energy how, how would you then define masculine energy in a woman oh that's such a great a great question I mean, masculine energy in a woman is 
is really about um, being uh, aggressive. It's leading by force rather than power. It's on being focused on goals. It's being focused on um, achieving. Uh, it is. Uh, it's. It's really about. Um, it's really about having that 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 edge to where there is singular focus. There is so much focus on what's in it for me versus what's in it for we. And what's interesting is, you know, men will do this sort of all day long, um, and and. As women, you know, we're adapting. We've become like these chameleons. And so now we're doing it. Um, hence books like Lean In. You know, it's it's be, you know, be more, be more, achieve more. And it's, it's confusing, you know, to, to men. Men don't want to date uh, women who uh, wear pants, so to speak, metaphorically. Mm-hmm. So it's it's you're not saying that um that women can't have goals and achieve but it's it's the kind of the energy and the intention behind it as you mentioned the you know what's in it for me rather than what's in it for we and it seems to be almost as though you're referring to a more linear way of thinking as opposed to a woman coming more from the heart Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we don't. Women don't have to be small, sweet, quiet. You know that that's not that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is um, find your authenticity, as you said. I love that word. Um, and be don't be afraid to to be that softer, feminine, open, vulnerable, sexy person um it can be really scary because we feel out of control um Mm -hmm. you know for those of us who are are really comfortable in the masculine it's just comfortable we feel in control and i think you know for all people and and for women you know it it's just scary you know to let go of that absolutely and i want to get more into this in just a moment Um, Here on the Life Coach Radio Networks, we're proud to have as our sponsor Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet, offering customers a new way to enhance and enrich their lives every day. Audible is the preeminent provider of spoken word audio products, which include more than 100,000 audio programs from more than 1,800 content providers. Receive a free audiobook with your 30-day trial when you sign up with Audible today at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. Now, here are some Audible books related to today's topic. The Enchanted Love Workshop, Building the Inner Temple of the Sacred and the Romantic, written and narrated by Marianne Williamson. And The Tao of Dating, The Smart Woman's Guide to Being Absolutely Irresistible, written and narrated by Ali Benazir, M.D. So don't forget to sign up for a one-month free trial to get your free audio book today at audibletrial.com 
slash Life Coach Radio. Audible.com, making listening a tool for life. And now back to our show. Uh, and also, may I just add, do not forget to, uh, to get today's free gift from Marnie, her wonderful new book, Becoming Irresistible. And again, that link for the free gift is on our show description. So um, I wanted to just get back to what you were just talking about, uh, um, about vulnerability and um, how it can actually be a source of strength rather than mm. a source of weakness, as so many of us think. And also how um, in, another aspect of this is, is how uh, our em- emotions can cause us so many other emotions, right? Feeling our emotions can be so scary for everyone um, that the masculine energy seems to be to push it down because men basically are taught from the time they're young boys is to man up, right? And so not to be emotional. So they don't deal with their emotions in the same way that we as women do. As the way that we grew up as, as little girls, we cry, we're comforted, we talk about our emotions, we talk everything out. Men, again, are much more linear. So that masculine energy that serves us so well in our careers does not serve us in the rest of our lives as as women, um, and so that we, dealing with our um, with our emotions, especially in modern life, becomes a big challenge, and so that uh, it takes a lot of courage and strength to be vulnerable and to to feel those emotions and to know how to express and communicate them, especially to the men in our lives. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit more and get your feelings about vulnerability and how um, vulnerability takes courage and strength and the strength that comes from being vulnerable and how you define vulnerability. Well, I, I love this topic because vulnerability is, is uh, it's one of the most, um, interesting conversations because what what we're attracted to, whether it's um, you know Oprah sharing her story or uh, you know me sharing a little bit of my story, when we see someone being vulnerable, we're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing! You know, we admire that. We um, feel connected to that person. We relate to that person, and. It's almost as if we're saying vulnerability in you is okay, but I'm not doing it, <laughs> right? <laughs> because we walk around saying, I don't really want you to know how I feel. I don't really want you to know what's really going on for me. Um, and it's just interesting because we, we have this little this paradigm about it. Um, and And because of that, you know, we rationalize a whole lot of reasons why, you know, it's it's not okay or why it's not safe, you know, like whether it's, um, you know, I just don't do vulnerability or vulnerability is weakness. Um, it's better to just go it alone. That's what's, you know, really strong. We come up with these sort of like little urban legends in our mind about how we're supposed to be and what's the safest way to be. And true confidence, and, I, and I, I'm going to circle back to that, and I know this in my own story. I'll never forget the moment where I realized, like, wow, you know, I, I, I really love my life. I really have self-worth. Um, 
it, it comes from putting your heart out there, putting yourself out there, and having disappointment or rejection or having someone, you know, say, I don't like that or this isn't right for me or we're not a match. Um, and feeling, you know, sad and disappointed and also not taking it personally, not feeling like it's a rejection of who we are as a person. Um, I was dating this guy, and I really, really liked him, and we had so much fun together, and I thought maybe this is the guy, and he was so into me and, you know, just calling me and texting me, and, and we're dating. And all of a sudden, he sort of disappeared, and I was like, hmm, what's going on? And he showed up about two weeks later, and he was a really quality guy, and he said, you know, I, I'm falling for you, and I know that the deal breaker for you is you don't want to have kids, and I do want to have kids, and I think we're not a match. And I just remember, like, that feeling of, like, I'm so sad, and it's okay. Like, thank you. Like, you're totally right, and I'm going to be okay, and my life is amazing, and, and I want a man, but I don't need a man, and I'm going to move on, and I'm going to grieve the loss of this possibility and, and, and. And, 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 and that came from really being vulnerable, from him being vulnerable, and that's true connection. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I love your description of that. That really is wonderful. And also it just talks about how when you have a different mindset, um, when when you accept yourself, when you begin to, to come to accept yourself, um, that you can accept yourself more in full. And as you said, vulnerability is not weakness. And um, that what true confidence is... And another another two things that I that I heard you say was that when when all of this is in place, you you feel entitled to to say this is okay or this isn't because of me. And that entitlement that a lot of us don't have, we feel we have that lack of self confidence, and so that we think that if someone rejects us, it's it's our fault. We did something wrong. And it's it's this this sense of confidence that you talk about, um, which is this this self acceptance in total of of us in our total imperfection, and our total humanness gives us a, a much our feet feel more uh, firmly planted on the ground, and our faith in ourselves, and our faith in the universe, and our faith in in abundance becomes stronger. And the other thing that you said was, and, 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 if we can replace the but in our lives Mm -hmm. with and, it opens up a world of possibilities. So uh, thank you for that. Absolutely. Sure. You know, it's actually a really masculine trait uh, is black and white thinking, either or. Mm -hmm. Again, it makes us feel in control. So one of the best tools that I can, you know, I can share is just to start practicing um, what I call shades of gray living, you know, is to to ponder what does it look like when both things are true. And that uh, requires the word in our language and. It's Wonderful. A, whole new, a whole new way to sort of experience um, life, you know. The traffic Absolutely. Stops and I'm just happy I have a job to go to today, you know, like, and so that's my favorite little little exercise your listeners can try and see what happens in, in seven days from replacing replacing that uh, black and white thinking with with and. 
Absolutely. That's such a great exercise. Thank you for that. And now I want to get into a subject that I think a lot of people are, are wondering about. And we're talking about sex here for a moment. Um, there is Things are a lot different from the time when I first started dating, and it's the hookup culture that we have now. So I guess it's always existed, but it's a lot a lot different now. <laughs> and um, so there, there seems to be you know, two or more schools of thought, but um, the, you know, one of them says that um, don't have sex before commitment because it will never lead to um, a long-term committed relationship and possibly, um, you know, monogamy and marriage and those things that a lot of us are looking for. The other camp says that, um, well, if you don't have sex early on, you don't know if this is the right person for you or maybe you're wasting time with this person. You know, maybe once you have sex, you'll realize there's no connection. So I'm curious um, about your thoughts on this topic. Well, as I said before, you know, I'm a fan of what I call using tools rather than relying on rules um, because tools require you to really be authentic. And, you know, I, I have this philosophy. When you are dating with dignity, your litmus test for having sex looks like, the next day, how do I feel about myself? Mm-hmm. Um, if this guy never calls me again, do I feel shame? Do I feel, you know, do I feel like I'm a bad person? Do I feel like I screwed it up? Do I feel woulda, coulda, shoulda? Um, one has to sort of decide for themselves what, guidelines they have um, which leave their dignity, self-worth, and self-respect intact. And for most women, but not all, for most women, um, having sex becomes about wanting commitment or wanting monogamy or wanting exclusivity. Not all, but most. And some women are really good at saying, you know what, this guy was really hot. I know he's not a keeper, but, you know, I want to have a good time, and I know that's what it is, and it trends with benefits, and they can compartmentalize. Only you as an individual know whether you can do that or not. Um, The men that we interview, the, the, the data shows again and again, most men will try and get in your pants, but will put you in a different category if you say yes too soon. Um, Are there evidence of men who sleep with women on the first or second date and marry them? Of course. I always say, why risk it if that's really, you know, what you're looking for? Um, And there's a whole other lot of reasons to wait um, from, you know, creating intimacy and connection and uh, to to feeling um, comfortable with yourself and with him, you know, and not having pseudo-intimacy but real intimacy. But in the end, every woman needs to decide what what's important for her, what's her guideline. Absolutely. And, you know, um, you mentioned men compartmentalize. Um, while you didn't mention that, you said some women can compartmentalize. But research has shown that men's brains are, are different uh, in, in the sense that they're able to compartmentalize certain things uh, in different ways that women's brains operate, and they are they are better at compartmentalizing, and sex is one of those things. And so it's not that we're playing a game with them, but as women, we also need to honor ourselves and honor our own biology, which uh, and and research and studies and science has shown that when women have sex, 
we release oxytocin. So it does tend to bond us. So we may have an intention of we just want to have some fun, this guy is hot or whatever. But the reality is our biology creates uh, a hormone. We express a hormone. We secrete a hormone when we have sex. And men may may secrete a little of it, but not the amount that women do. And so that does bond us. And so that we, it's important for us as women to be aware of this and to realize that we will, that we are most likely um, creating a biological bond so that we may actually be hurting ourselves by trying to have casual sex. And um, that for most of us anyway, the, uh, there is a sense of intimacy that is created once we, when we do connect sexually because we're connecting hormonally. And so to honor ourselves, and our inner goddesses, shall we say, but to honor ourselves as women, it is important and it it helps us um, to be able to make that choice with full knowledge of what goes on inside of us as women. Uh, absolutely. And again, you know, it we are different. We're wired different. Um, Alison Armstrong says, you know, women are not just um, hairy men. Uh, or men are not just hairy women, right? Like we are actually biologically different. Our our brain functions are different. Women twenty one thousand words a day. Men speak like seven thousand. You know, there's a whole lot of things. And so, um, so you know, we really have to look at at our our choices. I think one of my sort of like you know, I'm going to be on the soapbox is you know, I'll talk to women who have an intention of like you know, I'm, I'm not going to sleep with him, uh, and they'll come back and and they'll be like, oh yeah, you know well, we ended up sleeping together. And I'm like, well, you know, you had this intention. You were going to make this choice. What happened? And they're like, I don't know. It just happened. And I always say, sex isn't like a sneeze. It doesn't just like this. You know, like you don't just, you don't just <laughs> accidentally like have sex. Um, and so, you know, believe me, I, I remember when I was dating my husband, you know, there was literally like, you know, the two little Marnies on, on my shoulders going, oh, come on, he's so hot. Just do it. And then, you know, my authentic, my spirit self was saying, you know, you're really committed to doing this different. You really like this guy. And, oh, come on, he's so hot, it won't matter, you know. And having to stand up and be like, you know what, I got it. You got to, we got to go to our separate corners here for a minute. Um, you know, it, it it depends on what you want, what your relationship goals are. Absolutely. I love that you said that. First of all, you're so funny. <laughs> you, you, you really are so funny. But you make a point and it's it's so important what are your it, you know, what are your relationship goals? And um so often we just kind of get into the moment without, you know, we don't we don't handle the rest of our lives that way. So why should we handle something so important to us in, you know, in that sort of oh, what the heck? kind of you know kind of way it's it's about what are our relationship goals so especially if it's someone that we're really attracted to so that's that's a wonderful thing to keep in mind i just want to remind our listeners that we would love to hear from you if you have any questions for marnie this is a great opportunity we don't have a lot of time left but if you would like to talk to marnie the number here is 646-716 9397. Um, I, I'm wondering, uh, I have so many questions on it, we don't have a lot of time left, but I'm wondering, 
um, you know, about are there any special words? You know, is there a word that's a turn-on for the right man? Because you hear a lot of dating experts uh, out there, as you know, there are so many, and they'll they'll, te- they'll tell you, oh, I have this this magical plan to turn a man on, and these words you can whisper in his ear, or all, all sorts of really, I find, hilarious things. But I'm wondering, is there a word that's a turn-on for the right men and, uh, you know, and maybe would, you know, help us knowing who's the right man and will send the wrong guys, you know, running for the hills? <laughs> well, yes, we sort of touched on it. Um, the, the, the one magical word that will turn the right guys on is no. Um, and what I mean by that is whether it's saying, you know, no to I'm, I'm not going to have sex with you right now, whether it's saying no to, um, you know, getting getting the text at 1030 at night that says, hey, you want to meet up, you know, and, and not being asked out. It's just saying, no, I can't tonight. And it's about setting boundaries for yourself and in a loving, feminine way. Um that that really shows a man in so many different contexts, you know, um, that you have a moral compass, a value, you have whatever it is for you. Um, you have a life, you have a plan, you have this, you have that. And it and it is um it, it's attractive. You know, when I was dating I had what I call the cool girl mentality. Like the more amenable you are, the more cool. it's fine, it's cool. Don't, you can be late, it's cool. I'll just do my nails. It's, okay. it's cool. Um, sure, yes, no problem. That 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 would be attractive, right? Like, oh gosh, she's so low maintenance. I want to, I want her around. And what I really discovered, and, and we find this over and over again, is that men are attracted to a woman who says, that, "No, that's not okay," and let's figure out a way to make it better. So the answer mm. is no. I love how you brought in, you know, the feminine energy there. First of all, setting boundaries is a wonderful way not only to demonstrate self-respect to to someone else, but also to ourselves. It reinforces our own sense of self-respect, and it's also it could be a way just to build self-respect if it's something and self-worth if it's something that we're we're trying to work on for ourselves. So that setting boundaries um, accomplishes those two things: you know, self-respect for ourselves and self-respect to someone else to show that we we have self-respect. So I really really like that and also the way you talked about in a loving feminine way which was basically, you know, setting that boundary and then trying to create that win-win, you know, how can we no I, I can't do that but you know, how can we come up with something else? So um I love that you demonstrated that so very well. Thank you. Um I also want to know, uh, because this has always been a challenge for me back when I was online a number of years ago, and, um, you know, letting someone know that you're not interested. Maybe you've gone out on a date, you met them, or you've even even you've maybe just been emailing and realized that you know there's just it's just no there's no connection there's nothing in common there's no match. So how do you let someone know that you're not interested? Because some I found and I know a lot of other women have experienced this too. Sometimes men can get very nasty no matter how nice no matter how nicely you let them know. So what what might be the best way to let them let them down or what however you want to put it. Well, I think there's two there's 
two sort of trains here, two two paths to go on. One is is that if someone just emails you or many men email you online and you're just not interested, you're not obligated to respond to every single one and say no, thank you. That's just the the, the you know the etiquette of online dating. You can, but you absolutely don't have to. So that's number one. Number two is if you go out on a date or two and it's not a match or five. Um, <laughs> The best way to do it is to be honest, and I think so many women are like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings, and I always say you're, you're totally disrespecting another person when you're making an assumption that they can't handle good communication. I mean, it's disrespectful to assume that. So assume that they can, and say, you know, I, I really enjoy getting to know you, and I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we, fate brought us together, and I know that we're not a match, and I wish you the best of luck. And that's it. It's simple. Wonderful. And and I would imagine that if they get nasty back, because sometimes that will happen, um, it's just to, again, realize that it's not about you. It's about them and not to take it personally. Well, absolutely, because, you know, men, um, men are human. And so they, uh, one of the most strongest and number one causes of um, shame for men is sexual rejection. So even if you're not, you know, pushing someone away, you know, online, email, it's still that. So so they have their own defense mechanism up. And so we have to understand and have compassion and empathy for that. Um, I had a, a client when I first started working with her. Um, she had the, she went out to dinner. She had the we're not a match conversation. And the guy was was upset and and he was leaking right and he said something like well i hope you uh, enjoyed the two one hundred dollar dinners i brought for you and Mm -hmm. and so then it so then it um it activated her shame right it triggered her and so so then she wrote back and said well if it's really that important to you i'll send you a damn check (laughs) and he was like fine and she was like fine and i was like you know she's like oh yes i sent him a check and I was like, oh, goodness, this has just gone way out of control. And so my best advice is do not engage. If someone leaks because of their own stuff, you just, you know, say, I always um, do a little thing, I slather them with love. So I do a little energetic, like, visioning of slathering, surrounding them in love and light, and release them and let them go on their way. Excellent. I love that. And I hope everybody took notes on that one because that's important because it's true. As women, we we often do react rather than respond, and we react that way that, oh, my God, if they're angry at us, it must be our fault. Um, That is so unfortunately common to how we often um, respond as women. So I love that. Um, Thank you for that. I have one more question. If you were going to speak to men, okay, because I I believe, um, I'm pretty sure we have some men listening today, Um, what would you like to tell them? Mm. (laughs) uh, I would say to men, um, it's to to get to the top 10% of the dating pool to attract a quality woman, all you have to do is be 10% better than 90% of the men out there. (laughs) <laughs> and the the thing that women are looking for, we we have this live event. We went every we had 150 people, and women got in small groups, and they talked about what are the the uh, characteristics or 
values that they're really looking for in an ideal partner. And uh, integrity, words and actions matching, made almost everyone's top five. And so what that looks like for a guy is if you're going to call at five, call. If you're going to be late, send a quick text. I'm running 10 minutes late. When's another time to call you? If you're going to be there at seven, be there at seven. If you're going to, you know, send her a message on Facebook later, do it. Women, pick up the phone. Like, it's so simple. It's really so simple. If your words and actions match, you will, like, catapult yourself into that good guy status. And women love it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, one more thing that um, I, I think is, is important for men to know, and I'd love to hear what you have to say about this, is because men and women define being loved uh, differently. Um, so I'd love to hear what hear you um, explain, for example, what how women define feeling loved by by the men in their lives. Well, you know, I defer uh, to the to the great um, this great book called um, the Five Languages of Love, mm. and we and and it's really just this premise that says that we all receive and interpret love differently based on who we are how we're wired, our past, and all of those things. And so for me, you know, like acts of service, I feel so loved when my husband, this morning he got up early to go to work, and I went downstairs and I was like, wow, he put the dishes in the dishwasher, like the extra little cups and things from last night. I just felt mm, so loved. Um, someone else might love it when, you know, they, they have a lot of physical attention. Someone mm. else might experience love as gifts. Someone else might look at it as time, you know, just the amount of time. So I think it's really important to really figure out what your love language is and what your partner's love language is and love them the way they want to be loved so that they really feel your true heart, heart in that. Oh, that's that's wonderful. And you know, that's like a whole other show. Is yes. <laughs> how 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 we figure that out and how we come to know what our partner's love language is, but often it's how they express love to us is often a good clue um as to as to how they, you know, how they want to feel loved or how they feel love or how they even express love. So, um that's, thank you for that. That's uh, some great information. And, you know, I've, we're, we're about at the top of the hour. My God, this time has gone by so quickly. So I want to thank my fabulous guest, Marnie Batista, for being on the show today. Marnie, it's been a real delight for me. And um, in closing, I'd just like to remind everyone of the importance of relationships. Research studies have proven that total health cannot be achieved without social connections, unless, of course, you're a hermit. (laughs) And that means that a healthy and active social life is more than just a luxury. It's a necessity for well-being. Although exercise, good nutrition, and adequate sleep are essential, even all of the money in the world cannot make up for a lack of good social networks, and relationships are key to good social connection. Now, don't forget to download Marnie's free gift, her brand-new fabulous book, Becoming Irresistible. You'll find the link for the uh, download in the show description.
I'm Jan Jaffe of Forward to Success, and it has been my privilege to have been your host today. I'd like to offer our listeners a free 30-minute discovery and strategy session. And for more information, you can just email me at info at forwardtosuccess.com. You're invited to share any comments or feedback on our website, www.lifecoachradionetworks.com. In addition to my solo interview show, this show, Your Best Life, I also host Think Tank, a roundtable discussion, and I would be delighted if you would join us for our next episode on February 24th at 12 noon Eastern. That's Think Tank. Marnie, would you care to share any closing thoughts or comments, website, book, or contact information with our listening audience? Yeah, just say, you know, if you're interested in learning how to date with dignity and have amazing relationships, we have so many freebies and goodies and articles at Dating with dignity.com and you can also uh, check out our web show called the dating den on youtube um we have years and years worth of amazing episodes with a hunky co-host to really understand uh how to date with dignity and get the male perspective so um come find us there and we just look forward to helping create more love in the world one person at a time Absolutely. Thank you, Marnie. I do also, I heartily and highly recommend um, getting in touch uh, through Marnie's website and also the the Dating Den rocks. It is so helpful and it is fun. And these are uh, short videos that um, you will just love. So, So do look into that. Thank you so much, Marnie, and thank you for being on the show today. I so enjoyed having you with us. It's been such a delight. And I want to remind our listeners. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Marnie. I really appreciate the time you've, you've spent with us today. And I want to remind our listeners that all of our contact and bio information is listed in today's show description. I'm just going to take a moment to announce a couple of our upcoming shows on this, the Life Coach Radio Network, uh, January 28th at 1 p.m., cre- creating an onstage presence so you shine in the spotlight on January 29th at 12 p.m., enjoying youthfully aging how to look and feel 10 years younger and on our sister network the life coach chat channel february 8th at 7 p.m married in the city the myth that marriage after 30 for women is elusive i think marnie's proven that that's not the case and on february 22nd at 7 p.m happily married lessons from the pros so i want to again thank my wonderful guest marnie batista for joining me today and making this show a very, very special one. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.